Evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Rick and Egg My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. <clears throat> On Rick and Egg My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516 516- Four five three nine one one eight. That's five one six four five three nine one one eight. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, you can go to the chat room, which is available on our website on reconnect my heart. Excuse me, on our blog talk radio. You can go to the chat room where you can uh, send your questions comments or prayer requests also uh right now unfortunately the video version um on my website is down but just in case you're on social media you can catch me on my facebook page brother prater you're able to see me on there and um be able to comment or converse with me also also i would like to say a huge hello to everyone i hope and pray that you all had a Great day. Wanna also give a shout out to uh the Wisdom app. Uh have some people that's on there watching and listening. I wanna say hello to you all. I thank each and every one of y'all for your prayers, your thoughts, and support. Um 
today maybe kind of unusual um this is something that um i experienced this week actually friday and saturday and i just felt the need just to share with y'all and not just have a testimony but also there's some things that god began to share with me in the process of what i was dealing with and so on today we want to talk about how and when satan wants to attack you the purpose of staying prayed up we're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called when god reroutes your focus <clears throat> when god reroutes your focus don't you know right now there are many people that are going through things in the the area that the devil always try to deal with us and what we spoke about even at church today our mind our focus if he can get our mind it will easily become focused on whatever he want to present to us and so oftentimes what happens when we end up getting distracted when we allow our focus to be off of a purpose or an assignment that god want us a lot of times it end up making us frustrated it end up raising our blood pressure it end up causing us to worry over things that really not supposed to be a concern to us now don't get me wrong i know many things that you know of course when i say concern a lot of things you know we do check out a lot of things that you know we care about but a lot of times the devil want us to allow ourselves to get stressed out worked over over things really that is out of our control and so what i found out in the process of all of that oftentimes what we get ready to stress over it's really something that god is trying to help us to understand that he got he got that for us he want to take care of those things but oftentimes what happened oftentimes god try to fix a situation but we trying to fix it ourselves matter of fact i made a i made a post today i said this today i said matter of fact, let me see if i can get it okay give it all to god and leave it or them with him what blocks us from god's promises are the problems we take back from him Remember, you can take the promises or the problems back from God, but you can't have both. You can't do both. And so that's why it's so important for us to choose which one we want to do and stick with it. And what we have to do, we need to be able to choose God's promises instead of us picking that problem back up from what we already gave to God. And so a lot of times the devil try to what? The devil always try to go back and try to deal with our mind to make us think, oh, well, you know what? Um, you know, you said that you were healed. You ain't healed because you're still coughing, you know? Or you get ready to do something and then all of a sudden you think about, did I, did I cut the oven off? Did I unplug the iron? Matter of fact, this happened to me today. Matter of fact, I was at church. I was on the drums. I was at church, and right when they, we would get ready to start church, all of a sudden, 
I felt an ant bite my leg. I'm like, whoa, man. But what happened, I was so focused on preparing myself for church, preparing myself for worship, that ant, boop, just, it seemed like it was just out of the blue. But what, what I saw was, that's how the devil is pertaining to every area of our lives. And the devil does not have authority over us. But what happened is a lot of time what we do, we end up focusing on the suggestions that he give us because the devil can't do anything. He can only suggest the devil don't give us anything. He just only suggests and oftentimes we bite. Oftentimes we take it. And so what God want to do, God want us to remain focused, but also get our focus back on him and also what he told us. Now, this is the reason why I had to bring this up. Now, I took my car to go get the oil change on Thursday. No big deal. I have a 2015 uh, vehicle, and I've been taking it all the times that I've had my oil change. All the times, but one time, I took my car to the, that specific dealership that I had purchased it from. And, matter of fact, uh, that one time I didn't take that specific dealership, it was still a dealership that was affiliated with that one. So, long story, it was a kill. So, long story short, Friday, excuse me, Thursday got my oil changed, no big deal. Friday, I'm leaving work. All of a sudden, I'm like, man, something ain't right. Something ain't right. And this is the weekend that I was supposed to have my son. So, my car was acting funny. And I'm up here driving, trying to get there. I left work later than I anticipated. And I end up getting stuck in the traffic. And then my car couldn't go as fast as it normally would go. And so I'm like, man, so I end up making over to my son's house late. I'm like, oh, boy. And I had told him I wanted to uh, pick him up and for us to have Dylan and Daddy time. And also, not just be able to have that time because it's my weekend, but also I just felt the need to just talk to him, talk to him about life, talk to him about love, whatever the Lord lay upon our heart to talk about. And most importantly, I wanted that to be a bonding moment. And, you know, he already knows whenever I talk, we always talk about a variety of things. But this time I felt the need to just more so allow him to talk for me to listen, for daddy to listen. And so I had told him what we were going to do. I said, he asked, I asked him how his day was. He said it was okay. How was your, I said, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was frustrated. Not so much because of my car, not so much because of me being late, but because um, um, me leaving work late, but more so because I was late picking him up because I wanted to seize every moment that I had with him. So I told him, well, what we're going to do, I want to take him to a restaurant. This specific restaurant never took him before. And hey, I ordered, I ordered there maybe three times. It was a uh, sawgrass. So I'm not really familiar with sawgrass. And I just, um, this year was my second time going in my life. First time was maybe 1999. And so, long story short, 
I took him and just looking forward to and, and also I was praying for God, you know, you set the scene, God, whatever you allow us to talk about, that it be edifying mentally, spiritually, emotionally, uh, all that stuff. And so we end up making it there and he saw the he saw the menu, he was like, Wow, this is expensive. I said, Well, yeah, but you know what? Don't worry about it. Daddy got it. I said, don't worry about how much it costs. Daddy got it. And so he said, okay. So about two minutes later, there was someone that ended up coming in. He came to me. He had a purple shirt on. Now, those that know me know that I'm a, I'm a Prince follower. <laughs> and most of the time when people see purple, the first thing they think about me, oh, we know that's your favorite color. Hmm. Oh my. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Huh. Look like I can't go. Let me see. Okay. For some reason, look like. Hmm. Okay, I'll check it out. Looked like I was not online. I don't know what's wrong. But either way, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out later on. I'm going to go ahead and finish talking anyway. But, okay, okay, there it is. Now it looks like it's recording. Now it like it's recording. <laughs> I end up. I end up recording instead of going live, so I apologize. I apologize. But um, long story short, uh, I will talk about the time that I was having with my son. I'm going to backtrack a little bit to kind of repeat so, for those who are just now getting on the air. So, long story short, I went on and I took Dylan to the restaurant. And when I took him to the restaurant... He was looking at the menu, and he was like, wow, this is expensive. I said, don't worry about it. Daddy got it. And then all of a sudden, there was a person, there was a male that came up to me that had a purple shirt on. And he introduced himself, come to find out he was the manager. And I said, okay, I'm honored to meet you. And so he was talking to me. He said, well, I want to tell you something. He said, I want you to know that you had a secret donor that paid for your bill. And I was like, wow. And then he said, not only did they want to pay your bill, but they wanted me to give you this envelope. As a matter of fact, they said in this envelope, the man did not have me to open up the envelope. The manager told me what was inside the envelope. The manager said, inside this envelope is $180 worth of gift certificates for this restaurant. And my son hit my shoulder and said, look at God. And I was like, wow, Lord, thank you. 
that end up becoming the foundation of dealing in daddy conversation. And so we were talking about the goodness of God and for him to be able to witness the favor of God for his daddy and also for him. And all of a sudden, as I began to start talking to him, I reminded him, remember when you mentioned about the prices on the menu being too expensive? And I said, daddy got this. The reason why I said daddy got this, now God wanted to show my son that the father got this. And so I was like, wow. So that conversation lasted throughout the whole night. But then also what happened, because we were on a spiritual high and we saw the favor of God moving and operating. All of a sudden, when my time was over to take him home, I end up dropping him off. And as I'm driving, I'm driving, trying to make it to the house and my car still acting funny. Now, those that know me, I believe in maintenance. I believe in taking care of your vehicle. And also, my vehicle is more than just a car that I drive or um, go on to work. Actually, my vehicle is part of my ministry because it's carrying the minister in the ministry that God had placed me to be in. Also, a lot of my conversation and ministry is happening within the car because the most of the time I'm going to and for. So when I'm praying for my car, when I'm getting my gas, I'm praying for my gas and I'm praying for the ministry. I'm praying for the, the conversation that's going on in the car. That's why, if it's on a side note, that's why it's so important as ministers to pray over your vehicles. When I say ministers, it's not just people behind the pulpit, but it's believers. Believers. Because my responsibility is to understand that that car is not mine. It belongs to God. God is the owner. I'm just the manager. So God having ownership of the vehicle that he's allowed me to be a manager of, I have to treat it as if he's right there in the car because he is right there in the car. So when I have my conversation, when I'm praying, when I'm talking to God, when I'm ministering to people, I have to be conscious because this conversation can only be anointed when the atmosphere is conducive enough for God to have his way in this conversation. So that's why I pray over my car and I tell people to pray over your car, pray over the conversation, pray for the driver as well as the passengers, pray for your vehicle because it's carrying the word of God in the ministry that God has assigned for you. So that's what I do pertaining to my vehicle. And I understood that this particular vehicle is very important for me to be able to have God to have his way. So with that being said, I was praying and I was really talking to God and I was telling him, God, help this vehicle. God, um, as I'm driving, I'm like, Lord, this is this is something that, you know, I don't know what's going on with this car. And so all of a sudden, as I'm driving, I'm driving on 20 and I'm in a 
second to the right lane. I'm not on the far right lane. I'm on the lane right beside the far right hand lane. And all of a sudden, as I begin to drive, and this at nighttime, I'm driving, and then all of a sudden, my car just goes out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And God said, look to my right. I looked, there was nobody coming. So he had me to merge on and I got on my far right hand lane and I'm going right by the exit. So I decided to go ahead and exit off. I look behind me, no cars coming. And I end up getting on the service road and the car was coasting. The car was coasting. Look, I had no power. But all of a sudden, as I'm beginning to coasting and I'm on the uh, service road, now all of a sudden, here goes a gas station. I was able to pull up in there and park my car. I ended up calling the wrecker. Eventually they came. But as I began to start looking, I was like, man, but Lord, thank you. I was able to drop off my son already. But man, I don't have, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with this car. I got the oil changed. I got the tires rotated. I got um, another procedure done that it was recommended for me to have done. So, like I said, I believe in being a good steward and getting the oil changed, get the filters changed, get all that, the fluids changed when it's recommended. And I always go, like I said, I always go to the same dealership that I purchased the car from. So I said, well, God, you're going to, I don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, it was like the devil just saying, well, see, <clears throat> you were just bragging on God a few minutes ago and talking about favor and all that. You were talking to your son. So now look at what you look at what you're dealing with right now. You ain't got no vehicle. You know, your car stopped. You're on the side of the road. You're supposed to be a man of God. You're calling the side of the road. What you going to do about it? And I was like, huh, you know what? Me fussing, me getting upset, what is it going to help? Me get upset with a car? The car can't even communicate with me. The car can't communicate with me. The car goes upon my demand and command. That car goes on my command. If I wanted to go, I, look, I put it in drive. If I wanted to stop, I put it in park. If I want the lights on, I flip the switch. So it doesn't do anything by itself. It goes on my command. So why in the world am I going to stress over something that I'm the one that's the master over? Hmm. I ain't going to stress about it. Stressing about it ain't going to get the car fixed. It ain't going to get the car running. I'm not mechanically inclined. I need to let the dealership deal with it. And so what I need to do is go ahead and let the um, uh, wrecker take me in the car home and I'll let I'll let the dealers deal with that on Monday that, in other words that's a Monday problem not a right now problem this is Friday that's a Monday problem but in the meanwhile God I'm going to trust you God you're going to provide you're going to make some means pertaining to everything else so look it ain't my responsibility to fix it it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to work everything out. So, what we're going to do, we're going to wait on God. We're going to trust God. 
pertaining to this situation. So all of a sudden, I begin to start thinking. And God began to really start showing me some stuff. Like I said, I was just having a great testimony service with my son. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, this happened. Out of the blue, this happened. Like I said, I'm used to having, you know, a car problem when I was younger with older cars. But this one right here, <clears throat> never had anything like that. Matter of fact, I was so shocked. I didn't even know what a... Um, engine check light was until it started flashing and all of a sudden eventually the car went out. So that was very new. But hmm. So the devil was showing all these things, all these problems that was going on. And I said, huh, okay. Well, what are we gonna do about it? What are we gonna do about it? Like I said, we're gonna trust God. We're gonna let that be a Monday morning problem, not a Friday night problem. But also what I begin to see when you end up praising God and worshiping God and thanking God for some things, the devil going to try to do some things to try to move your focus from your praise to your problem. Okay. See, I just got done giving God praise. And so what the devil wanted to do, the devil wanted to reroute my focus and my praise and let my conversation of my problem be greater than the conversation of my praise. Oh, wow. And that's when God began to let me know that no matter what situations may come, always stay focus and see things as he sees things. In other words, you got to be able to discern when that's a situation. God will show you the root of a problem, but also God will show you the motive of whatever the devil may try to throw at you. So I had to allow God to help me to stay focused. Now, like I said, if I was mechanically inclined, then hey, that wouldn't have been a problem. But because I'm not mechanically inclined, then that situation is beyond my knowledge. And so because it being beyond my knowledge, then the devil wanted to deal with my lack of knowledge pertaining to that thing. So they just go to show you how sometimes the devil always try to make you worry about things that is beyond your grade. Think about it. Most people... They're so worried about tomorrow that they barely handling today. They're getting overwhelmed on tomorrow's problems and forget about today's promises. So that's why it's so important, just like in the Bible, the model prayer is give us this day our daily bread. So if we thinking about today's bread, then we have to understand that tomorrow's bread is going to be provided by God and it's God's responsibility, not our responsibilities, to worry about it, to think about it. We think about today and let God handle tomorrow. Matter of fact, give us this day our daily bread, meaning we ask for today's bread and let God deal with tomorrow's supplies. Hmm. Something to think about. So what we have to do, we have to ask God to help this mind that is 
that is also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. In other words, we have to be able to look at things from God's perspective, not our perspective. And so as I began to read this, just start thinking about that. I was like, wow. Now, tonight is Saturday night. Excuse me, Sunday night. In the morning, in less than 12 hours, my car going to be at the dealership. But that's the plan that for me to have the car over there while I'm at work. And so that was on Saturday, excuse me, that was on Friday night. And so get this. I got the revelation pertaining to that. And I was like, wow. And my schedule for Saturday was to go to a photo shoot. I had a photo shoot I had to go to. Giving a shout out to Cortland Brown. Thank you for the awesome work. I had to do that. And then when I got done with that, go to my son. Like I said, this is my weekend. And I'm looking forward to having my son this weekend. Well, all of a sudden, I end up getting a phone call. Saturday morning. And it was from my bank. And my bank called me to tell me there might have been a possible fraudulent activity on my bank account. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> and so they told me what the problem was and I'm like, I, I don't know. So what they did, they canceled my card and they told me I need to go to the credit union and get another card. <laughs> Today, oh my gosh. So I went on and made it over there to the credit union. I got dressed, made it to the credit union, went on and went to the credit union, took care of that. And I end up now getting ready to go to the photo shoot and come to find out it was 15 minutes away from the credit union. So I'm like, Lord, thank you. So I made it to the made it to the photo shoot, had my work done. Excuse me. Had my work done. Now, once I had my work done, as I'm getting ready to leave out, now, there were booths that were there. Now, I stopped at this first booth when I walked in and, you know, spoke to the people, you know. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to check it out in a few minutes. So then I went to the back to go to get my pictures done. After I got my pictures done, then I went back to that first booth. After I spoke with a few people, went back to that first booth. And, um... I told them that I was excited because I'm finna have my time with my son. I even gave them the testimony of what happened Friday night. Remember, less than less than 24 hours, less than 24 hours earlier, I was able to get the um, the favor of God. My son and I to be able to get the favor of God with those gift certificates. Even though the devil tried to derail my focus because of the car and everything. but And I gave them the testimony and they were so happy to hear that a young man want to have quality time with his son. And to me, they might have been surprised, but to me, I ain't surprised. Cause there are some good men that are out there that want to have some time with their children. You know, so it ain't about me, but to me, it's about my son, my relationship with my son. And not just my relationship with my son, but also my son's relationship with his daddy. You know, 
So, with that being said, that's what was going on. And I began to talk to him, and um, I said, well, okay, but I thank y'all much. She said, I want to bless you. I want to bless you. Uh, you see anything that you like? You see anything that you want? I said, mm, no, no, that's okay. That's okay. No, I don't see anything. She said, I want to bless you. I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. I she said she want to bless me. And so there was a lady sitting beside her. She said, he don't even hear you. He's, he, well, blood like this. He hears you, but he not listening to you. And I said, oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. She said she wanted to bless me. And I was like, well, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. And so after she said that again, he don't even hear you. She hitting the lady. He don't, he can't even hear you. He don't even understand what you're saying. And so finally, she said, she had to break it down to me. She said, look, she said, you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to buy anything. Because I'm thinking she want to bless me with something. But in order for her to bless me with something, I have to purchase something. And after I purchase something, then she going to add on and bless me from what I purchased. In other words, I thought the blessing was attached to a purchase that I had to make. I thought I had to buy something in order for me to be blessed. She said, no, no, no. She said, pick what you want. I want to give it to you. And look here, if I was wearing a wig, I would have took my wig off and threw it out and shouted in these high heel boots. You hear me? I said, wow, you want to give something to me? She said, I, I feel the need to bless you. I was like, wow. I said, well, you know what? I want to do this. I want to bless my son if that's okay. And so she said, pick what you want. So I picked out a bracelet. She said, that's all you want? And I said, well, you know, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I didn't want to be greedy, but I was able to get that particular bracelet and give it to my son. And so Friday night, my son witnessed both of us, because it wasn't just me, but both of us getting blessed with um, gift certificates and free meal and then the next day for my son to have his own bracelet look that whole week was showing me the goodness of God in spite of the situation with my car in other words it was like God's favor and then the situation with my car and then the fraudulent activity that might have transpired on my bank account. But at the end, it ended with the favor of God. In other words, the beginning, the beginning, it started with the favor of God. And in the midst of the devil tried to reroute, reroute my focus. But at the end, God rerouted that focus and put it on him on what he could do that was able I was able to be able to bless my son and so I said all that to say this 
oftentimes the devil gonna always try to make us stay focused on negative things, on things that may have happened that were bad. Get this, he'll make us focus on the things that were bad, but he, how we forget the things that were good. The devil will try to amplify those things that were disappointing, the rejections, the lies, the scandal, all these things. But we have to allow our praise and what God have done to be louder than what the devil tries to yell out. And so, <clears throat> so that's why it's so important to always be in prayer mode, always be in praise mode. Like I said, when you're in praise mode, <coughs> excuse me, when you're in praise mode, you begin to start seeing things as God sees it. God will open up your discernment for you to see him move even when it seemed like things are standing still. You be able to see the goodness of God even when it looked like things are going chaotic. So it's my responsibility to give that responsibility over to God in whatever that may be going on in our lives. That's why I'm so appreciative of what God has done and got what God want to do for us and, and, you know, like I said, if we could just remember. Do you, if, if you just stay focused on what God said and what God promised us. If we can stay focused, you know, we'll be able to go beyond and look beyond whatever we're dealing with. This right here is just something that we have to work on doing. In other words, that's all saying they're saying mind over matter, mind over matter, mind over matter. We cannot allow that. We cannot allow that to derail our focus. We can't. The devil gonna always try to catch our attention when we're doing something that is of God. When you're doing something that God assigned for you to do, and when see, get this, when your purpose line up with your reality, look, that's a match made in heaven. God wants you to be in that purpose, and he wants you to operate in your purpose right now. And when you do what God has for you to do, expect some distractions. But you have to allow your focus to be greater than those distractions. Like I said, those distractions are just suggestions. Those things that the devil tries to give you are suggestions. They're not mandatory. But we can't entertain what the devil tries to bring. or Look, what the devil tries to bring or who he tries to use as a representative. Don't you know, a lot of times, because we're so close to the purpose of plan God has for us, we're so close to the blessings. We're so close to having our, our um, uh, prayers met. We're so close. The devil tries to use anything or anybody to derail us, to throw us off. But that's why it's so important for us to stay focused. 
it's so important for us to be able to allow God to come in and really help us to be able to utilize the skills, the talents, and the artillery that God has given us. The Bible tells us no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, does that mean that it will not be made? No, it's going to be made. But get this, it will not make its intended target. It is not our responsibility to deal with it or even focus or even give the devil any attention. You know, so if we already know, first of all, if we already know that the devil is going to try to come, then we got to be prepared. When we recognize it, we got to make sure to move on. Don't po don't look, don't pay any attention. Don't focus. We have to speak life. We have to speak what God said about a situation. Like I said, we have the power and the authority to tr look to trample over whatever the devil tries to do. Also, God will show us. God will show us when you see where the devil trying to do something, or when you see that God is moving. Be expecting, and when you expect, and God show you that the devil trying to do something, look here, God not going to have you to be blinded or sidetracked. God not going to allow you to go somewhere and do something and not expect a fight. But get this, the fight is fixed. If we get in and fight, we're going to win. But we can't go cowardly thinking, oh my gosh, why are they picking on me? No, you know what? You were chosen for that particular thing. But you were chosen not to be defeated, to be victorious. Because what we're praying for is on the other side. But also, a lot of times what I found out, things happen to us. So that way we can have a greater testimony to help somebody else to encourage them that may be going through what we dealt with. Going through what we've gone through. You know, I, I look at myself, especially, you know, when I'm at work or whatever I'm affiliated with, I look at myself as the big brother of the group. I may not be the biggest, I may not be the tallest, may not be the strongest, but sometimes I would rather handle this situation because I may be you know, more knowledgeable about a situation than somebody else. Plus, I like to make sure that things are done right. I trust not my ability, but I trust the ability that God has gifted within me to make sure things are right. So to make sure that things are right, I'll deal with it. It might be a little bit harder than what other people may be dealing with, but I'll deal with it. To set an example, I'll deal with it so that way when I know that it's done, it's done right. And oftentimes when it's done right the first time, I don't have to deal with it again. Unlike some people, they have hard to do things. So I go ahead and do it. I go ahead and do the hard thing to make sure that it's done, but also to, hey, to be an example, to set an example for others. And so the same thing, just like in your profession, where you're knowledgeable about your profession, you're knowledgeable about your job, don't you know that you should be knowledgeable about your identity and the purpose of plan that God has for you? You got to be knowledgeable. You got to know yourself. You know, there's an old saying that says, to thy own self be true. To thy own self be true. So we have to be, we have to recognize that oftentimes it's not that, oh, people picking on you. No, no, no. You were chosen for it, but not for a defeat. Like I said, for victory 
to receive victory as well as to show people and even yourself who you really are, what's really in you. Don't you know, if you look at the old um, Superman, the old Superman uh, movies, when chaos was running rapid in the city, everybody was running for shelter, but Superman ran to the problem. Hmm, something to think about. The only time, the only time Superman ran from a problem, actually was when he was Clark Kent running to a closet or to a phone booth to change from Clark Kent to Superman. Clark Kent went into the closet, but Superman came out the closet. And let's just think about that. First of all, Clark Kent went into a closet. Where was Superman at all alone? Superman was inside of Clark Kent. But Clark Kent had to go into a closet in order for Superman to come out. So think about this. You being Clark Kent, male or female, you being Clark Kent, you got to go to your closet. Your closet is your prayer closet. You got to go into your closet and allow the Superman, the greater one that's within you, to come out. But get this. While Superman was getting out of the closet, going to the problem, Clark Kent, might as well say, Clark Kent stayed within the closet. So what we have to do, we have to be on our bending knee and go to our prayer closet. And as we go into our prayer closet and allow Superman to come out of the closet, we stay in prayer mode and allow the Superman, the greater one that's within us, to handle that situation. And when everything is done, then Superman now returns back into the closet and say, it's all done. The prayer has been answered. Great as he is in us, as he is in the world. So for us to be able to be on prayer mode at all times, allow God access to that mind. Allow God access to your emotions. Allow God access to whatever that you petitioning before him. Like I said, my problems, I look at it, those ain't my problem. Those are God's problems. I'm a child of God. So, hey, look here. God, you fixed this situation. I don't know how to deal with it. And we can't be too prideful to say, I don't know. That's why it's so important for us to raise up our hand and surrender whatever there may be going on. Get that to God. Let God deal with that. You know, there are some people I'm putting before God. There are some things I want God to move, but in order for God to move in my life, sometimes we got to get out the way. Sometimes we don't want to got to move. In order for God to move, we got to move. In other words, in order for God to move into the way, we got to move out of the way. We got to allow God complete access. It's just like somebody who has a burglar alarm in the front door. But that's the only place that he has a burglar alarm or security, it says security system. That's the only place he has a security system is on the front door. But the back door is wide open. The windows are open on the side. Okay. Is his place covered? No, it's not. It's not covered. In order for his, 
in order for his house to have complete coverage, you have to have covered on the whole premises. Look, the security system would do no good on the front door and it's not on your back door either. It's so important for you to allow God to have complete access in every area of your life. And guess what? He wants it. He wants access. But we got to allow God to come in and really just help our minds. Because oftentimes our minds is wishy-washy. Our minds are going from point A to point B. It's so, it's so confused right about now. So we're going to let God deal with that. Mm -hmm. And so as we get ready to really just think about everything that may be going on in our life. There are some people that you may be thinking about, you know what, they need help. They need help. You know what, however you pray for yourself. Because like I always said, we can't change grown folks. Sometimes we just need to ask God because, look, some people, you can't change they don't want to change. So what we got to do, we got to ask God to help us. God, look, help me to accept that's how they are and ask, and ask you to help me and figure out what I'm going to do about it. Look here, sometimes we be praying for people and they just love the mess and the foolishness that they're in. You know, so my thing is, God, that's them, but God, this is me. I can't change them, but I can change me. I can't change them, but I can change my focus on them. So you're going to help me not focus on that foolishness. You're going to help me to be able to have my relationship with you where me and you going to have a great time in spite of them. That's where we have to look at it. So, as you get ready to think about everything that might have been going on in your life, think about right here. Ask God to help you to reroute your mind. Reroute your mind from whatever you might have been dealing with, whatever you might have been thinking about, and get back on to Him. Rekindle that relationship with Him. Rekindle that relationship with yourself. Rekindle those relationships with those that you care about, but most importantly, those that care about you, those that love you, those that appreciate you. I feel the need to say this. Sometimes we focus on people who don't even give a fat rat about us, but we show on those who do care about us. Hmm. We appreciate those who don't even love us, who don't even like us, who try to use us. But we don't appreciate those who love us, who give us the truth. You know, no, you just want to let you know, you acting ignorant. <laughs> you know, uh, there was a person we used to call Sister Keep It Real. Sister Keep It Real. Them people that really love you, that tell you about yourself, and tell you in love. And look, they ain't trying to use you. They already got their own. But sometimes we help those who try to use the mess out of us. Well, I'm just doing I'm just doing what God wants me to do. You ain't doing what God wants you to do. God didn't want you to do that. You wanted to do that. So that's why it's so important for us to examine everything and asking God, God, is this my assignment? If you begin to start asking God more questions and obeying what he tell you, that's going to help you to have your mind rerouted back to the peace that he trying to give you. 
Sometimes God try to give us the peace. Sometimes God try to give us things, but we give it away. Let this man be in you with the thoughts in Christ Jesus. But also is it may the peace of God, the peace of God, God's peace trying to get to you. Let him guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. He can do it, but you have to allow him to do it. So as we get ready to pray, you know your needs, you know your concerns, everything that may be going on in your life. Look here. Everything that may be going on in other people's lives. You don't have to participate. So many people, you know what, what I found out? Sometimes when we try to help people, we try to help and give them a helping hand. And when it's all said and done, we're the one that's stuck with the bill. Huh. You know, we end up trying our best to be a helping hand, to be a good, humble servant to help somebody. And we're the one oftentimes get messed over. So God trying to help you to understand you're more valuable than that. You're more valuable than that. And just in case you may be watching, you may be listening, you may be dealing with something, understand there's nothing too hard for God. Let God deal with it. And you know what? If you had the ability to fix it, it would have been fixed a long time ago. You don't. But God does. So what we need to do is give it to God and leave it there. Leave it with Him, not with us. Leave it with Him. They have the Father be coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence of today. We come to you right now, God, first of all, God, thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a God, being a faithful God, being a committable God. We come to you right now, God, ask you to help us in every area of our lives, God. Help us mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, and mostly. Help us to be the men and ladies you call for us to be right now. In the name of Jesus, help us right now, God, to be fixated on you, God, and stay focused on the promises you have for us right now. In the name of Jesus, and we say about everything you stand for, we bind every problem, bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind, like, bind the spirit of worrying, we bind the spirit of stress, we bind every panic attack, we bind everything you're trying to offer the people of God right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, with our focus, God. Help us with our thought process, God. Help us, God, to rely upon you, God, and not our own understanding or somebody else's, but your understanding, God. We speaking, God, help us, God, to cast all of our cares upon you, God. Help us, God, to stop worrying and stressing over things or people that we have no control of right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to manage, be a better manager, be a better steward of what you have given us right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God, even for those who may have had uh, uh, stress, or those who may have had high blood pressure because of mismanagement of their uh, 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 peace, we speaking right now, God, that you forgive us right now, God, and cleanse us and help us, God. In the name of Jesus, give us another chance right now, God, to get it right before you right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you comfort those, God, who are grieving, God. Comfort those who may be hurting, God. Comfort those, God, who just need a word from you, God. God, we speak, God, that you raise up every bow down head right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you help those, God, who may be dealing with depression right now, God. That may be, especially even during these holiday seasons, God. There are some people that are dreading, God, these holiday seasons. So, God, we speak, God, that you comfort them, God. Massage their hearts, massage their minds right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak right now, God against any abduction, 
any murders, any uh, robbery, thievery right now. We speaking right now, God, that you put a hedge of protection right now, God, and help us, God, to use wisdom as we go out, God, as we travel right now, God. We speaking, God, for wisdom, God, for insight, God, and help us and tell us and show us where we need to go and what we need to stay away from right now. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to be conscious of your presence of all times right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you right now, God, for a blessed, productive week, God, starting right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you bless this week right now, God, and help us to be a blessing to the week right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to be productive on our jobs, to be productive in our homes right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God. So, God, we thank you, Lord, for not allowing things or people to get to us right now, God. And help us, God, to not be reactive, God, but be proactive, God. Help us, God, to be able to have our praise to be the response to everything that may be going on right now. In the name of Jesus, our praise and our obedience to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank y'all for watching. Um, what we're going to do, I want to share this with y'all. Um, if y'all want to catch me, you can catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Prater, Piers and Paul. R-A-T-S and Tom E-R. Um, you can see my daily devotion also in my videos. Also, you can go to my uh, website. You can see my daily devotion. This is Brother Prater. BrotherPrater.com. BrotherPrater.com. You can see my daily devotion videos and also my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website. Where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also the other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, is a tribute to my sister Sheila Prater, who was uh, tragically killed due to uh, domestic violence. And so um, this just, you know, little bonding moment that I want to just share with y'all pertaining to my relationship with my sister. And... Um, Hopefully, the administration to those who may be siblings. So, I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. Thank y'all so much for everything. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.